What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, so this is part two of the odds and ends from the year 1990, officially part two of the 90 from 90. We kick things off there with a cover song. And actually, I will admit this. I admit everything on this show, even if it's slightly embarrassing, even if it makes me lose any kind of credibility. I don't give a shit about credibility. I am who I am. That was the first time I ever heard that song was this cover version right here. That was Cheap Tricks, Gonna Race Hell being covered by the late, great superstar comedian Sam Kennison. Yes, and his band of outlaws, Sam Kennison, doing a killer job, in my opinion, of Cheap Tricks Gonna Raise Hell. First time I ever heard that. I traded one of my tapes for this kid on the bus's copy of Sam Kennison's Leader of the Band, and band spelled B-A-N-N-E-D, of course, and this was uh, my first stand-up tape that I owned an actual real copy of. Probably my first stand-up tape ever. I don't think I had a copy of anything else growing up. But I love Sam, and Sam made an impression with me. Of course, he was kind of an MTV comic like Dice and some other people. Eddie Murphy, you know, he was dirty, of course. He was, he was dangerous. And uh, I thought he was real funny. I think it was on the 88. Yeah, the 88 VMAs, he was on that. And a uh, big fan. I've even been to his grave. One of the, I think one of the only celebrity graves I've been to. But yeah, I had this copy of Leader of the Band on cassette. And the A side is like all, you know, stand-up material. And the B side of the album was him covering these songs with a band. You know, with a lot of guest stars and musicians on it. You know, it's it, it, the natural progression from doing the Wild Thing cover back in 1988. So I guess he was like, well, it worked the first time. Let's do four of them. You know, it didn't really get over like Wild Thing did, which is weird because I really dig the performances on this. If you just go listen to the music, it's pretty cool, man. It's definitely of the times. It's definitely got that pop metal thing going on, a lot of hard rock stuff. Yeah, he does Gun Race Hell here, cheap trick song. He does Mississippi Queen uh, with new lyrics, so it's basically like a parody of Mississippi Queen. Does Under My Thumb and does a really good Jagger impression on it. I actually have played that on the show years ago. And a straight-up version of Highway to Hell, which is awesome to hear Kinnison scream on Highway to Hell. So go look up that stuff. It's really neat. So there you go. That's how we kicked off this part two of the 90 from 90. We're finishing up the odds and ends before we get to the big top 70 albums from 1990 countdown. So we're going to have some more fun here. And of course, let's continue with the fun. Got another cover here. And I will admit this. The first time I ever heard this song was this version. Man, I could say that a lot, and, and this is absolutely true. I, of course, I love the, we bow to the original version now, but I'm always going to have a soft spot for this. It, is it better than the original? No, it's not. It's fun. and But once again, a soft spot because I became a fan of this song by hearing this version. So it's important to me. Uh, so yeah, continuing on here from the album The Hit List, an all-covers album from 1990. This is Joan Jett with Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap.
I really don't plan these things in advance when I'm recording the show. I was just like, oh, I'll just keep the music rolling. We're doing yet another cover, so it just made sense to not, you know, really talk about it. Just kind of going cold. And a little Pepsi challenge for you right there. That was the Hindu Love Gods and their version of Raspberry Beret. Now, if you didn't recognize the voice, and shame on you if you didn't. I will say a little shame on you right there. The Hindu Love Gods is basically R.E.M., backing up Warren Zevon there on lead vocals. So, and you know, I'm not a big REM fan, but I do appreciate and respect them. I think they got great taste in music. It's one of those bands, kind of like Pearl Jam. I could hang out with them and not, you know, fanboy it up. We could just talk about music because they got great taste once again. But yeah, the rest of the guys in REM, apparently this album was recorded in one night, you know, and they were all just completely drunk is, is the legend of the Hindu love gods. You know, for an album of Drunken Madness, I think they turned out a pretty good cover of Raspberry Beret. They turned it into a, you know, a jangly power pop kind of bit. So, yeah, I like it. You know, it's unconventional, but I think it works. It's definitely one of the better Prince covers you're ever going to hear because people just don't get Prince covers right for the most part. And uh, so I like that one. And I hope Prince heard it and liked it. And so... Nice little tribute to the man right there. Uh, they do some blues songs on that album as well. It's, the album's just called Hindu Love Gods if you're trying to track it down. Like I said, it's all covers. Do some blues songs on there. And another notable cover is them doing one of my all-time favorite songs. Uh, the Georgia Satellites Battleship Chains is also one there. Uh, but yeah, let's move all the way over here. Had to include one of my favorite bands of all time because they didn't put out a full-length record in 1990. They put out an EP. So I couldn't put them on the top 70 countdown, but I could put them here on the odds and ends. So uh, you got to play these guys. They are law, in my opinion, one of the greatest bands of all time. And to this day, or of course, of course, when we get back to live music, one of the greatest live bands you could possibly go see. They are freaking amazing. This is the great Fishbone and this little gem from 1990, Love and Bullshit. Mighty, mighty from 90 Fishbone right there with Love and Bullshit. From their EP, Set the Booty Upright. Not a very long album. It's actually sandwiched at the beginning of the end with two different updates of Bonin' in the Boneyard. But uh, yeah, it's still fun. It's hard to track down. I don't even have a physical of it because it's that hard to find. Yeah, if you find a physical one out there, let me know. I'll trade you for something. All right. So we're moving on from one of the greatest live bands of all time to, at one point, the world's most dangerous group. It's an actual official tagline that they would use, which is kind of, you know, it's weird when they say it, you know, it's, it, it seems more legitimate when someone else says it, but uh, yeah, the world's most dangerous group at one point, and th that's definitely true. And uh, here's one, this is a band that 
I definitely should not have been listening to probably as a, you know, a 10, 11 year old preteen. But man, I remember I had like, you know, probably a third generation cassette copy of NWA Strata Compton and third generation copy of Easy, Easy Does It. And even like a handful of two live crew songs. Like I was, my shit was going real dirty in 1990. Like, of course, you know, we're listening to like dirty comedians and trying to watch rated R movies and listening to this, you know, the rap stuff that where they say fuck a lot because uh, it's dangerous. That's our rebellion. We're getting to that point where we want to start rebelling because, you know, we can't, you know, date. We're not really dating yet. So we got to have something in our lives to fill this weird suburban void. And that's really all it is. It's it's harmless danger, as I like to say. Controlled chaos. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're getting into some NWA right here. They, like Fishbone, did not have a full-length album out in 1990. They put out an EP called 100 Miles and Running." Now, I'm pretty sure they put out this EP. I don't know the true story, but I have a pretty good theory that they put it out because they were going to attempt to follow up straight out of Compton, and there was definitely a big speed bump in that way. Uh, they lost Ice Cube. He left NWA over dispute of money, basically, because Ice Cube wrote the lyrics to the majority of Strata Compton and even wrote Easy es solo album and did not get properly compensated. It's well documented, even throughout books and, of course, the Strata Compton movie. So Ice Cube was definitely wronged by that association, so he left. So now their creative lyric writer is gone. They got to come up with some new material because, you know, they're still hot. I mean, even with Ice Cube leaving, they were still huge. Uh, So, you know, the the wheels are starting to come off. So, you know, it's like, let's put out an EP. I mean, they at least came up with enough stuff to put out an EP in the year 1990. Kept them in the spotlight and, you know, just get ready for their big follow-up, which did prove to be a pretty big success. I I don't think, honestly, even though it was a number one album, I I do not think their follow-up album was, was... on par with Strata Compton, and I would think that they would say the same thing too. But regardless, putting out the CP here in 1990, 100 miles and running, even if most of it is filler and just a stopgap release, it's definitely worth it just for the title track here. I mean, I think it's a real burner of a track. There's great production on here by Dre, and everybody's really on point. I mean, they definitely have something kind of new to prove. But uh, yeah, if you can help it, check out the video for this. One of the great videos of all time, in my opinion. I think it kind of really captures the the whole vibe and presentation they're trying to put out there. So yeah, check it out. It's great stuff. Kind of a tribute to the Warriors, uh, but with a modern twist to it, especially of the times here. Uh, but yeah, you'll kind of get a little nice theater of the mind right here if you haven't seen the video yet. Or if you've seen it a billion times like I have, you'll just see it in your head as you're listening to the song here. And that's what we did from the video era. If you're from that generation, that's definitely what you do and did. So here you go. Here's NWA with 100 miles and running. Turn it up. Yeah. 
motherfucker that they won't get. Yeah, back to Compton again. Yo, it's either that or the federal pen. Cause nigga been running since beginning of time. Taking a minute to tell you what's on my motherfucking mind. Running like I just don't care. Compton's 50 miles, but yo, I'ma get there. Arching my back and on a straight rock. Just like Carl Lewis, I'm bowling the fuck out. From city to city, I'm a menace as I pass by. Ripping up shit just so you can remember I'm a straight up nigga that's done and done it. This one goes out to the four brothers from Compton. You're almost there, but the FBI has a little message for you. Good luck, brother. Running like a nigga, I hate to lose. Show me on the news, but I hate to be abused. I know it was a setup, so now I'm gonna get up. Even if the FBI was me to shut up. But I got 10,000 niggas strong. They got everybody singing my fucking police song. Nobody treat my group like dirt now. Family is wearing our t-shirts, so I'ma run till I can't run no more. Cause it's time for MC when it's settle the score. I got an urge to kick down doors with my grave like a slave, even if the rain pours. Clouds are dark and brothers are high. Dick trickling, the funny motherfuckers are white. Started with five, but y'all what couldn't take it. So now it's four, cause the fifth couldn't make it. The numbers even, now I'm leaving. But never getting to buy a bitch with a weaving. Burn the troops are right behind me. But that's all fucking stupid, they'll never find me. One more mile to go through the dark streets. On my own two feet, but you know I never stumble or lie glass. I'm almost home, so I better haul ass, tying up everything in sight. It's a little crazy motherfucker dodging the searchlight now. That chase and shit is done, and four motherfuckers going crazy with a hundred miles of running. Real manic track right there, and to me that is rock and roll as well. It's a state of mind, isn't it? That was 100 Miles and Running by N.W.A. from the EP of the same name. Surprise! Okay, moving on here uh, to something that also uh, concerns, you know, basically illegal acts. At least uh, the movie that this song is attached to. Uh, I'm a big fan of, you know, film in general, but... I especially love the subgenre of movies dealing with radio as a podcaster now, but even back then, even all the way back then in 1990, I really dug movies about radio. So it's always kind of been in my blood. It's always been in my DNA and one of my favorite movies of 1990. And I'll get into that list officially here later on, you know, during the albums countdown, but it's this movie right here, pump up the volume, you know, basically a pirate radio kind of movie. Uh, with, you know, some teen stuff thrown in there. So it was all definitely something I wanted to relate to. Uh, so I really dig this movie, and I still own the soundtrack, so definitely had to include something here to represent Pump Up the Volume. Uh, so here you go right here. This is actually, I needed to make some cuts because I had too many odds and ends for 1990. I didn't cut too many things off, but it, this is one of those instances where Hey, both of these acts have albums to represent, but they're also on this soundtrack, and as luck would have it, they're on it together. So I had to cut out their respective live albums. So to make it up to them, I'm playing them here to represent Pump Up the Volume. How about that? So that's a hell of an apology, in my opinion. So here you go, from the Pump Up the Volume soundtrack, here is a cover of the MC5's Kick Out the Jams, done by Henry Rollins and Bad Brains. Enjoy. And of course, don't forget to, well, you know, you know what you got to do during this song.
nice little punk rock double shot right there. We finished off that double shot after the Rollins Bad Brains collaboration there of MC5's Kick Out the Jams. Yeah, Rollins with Bad Brains backing them up right there. Like I said, they both had live albums out in 1990, so this was a way to kind of represent everything and make it easier for me, And even though I had to make cuts. So there you go. There's Kick Out the Jams. We follow that up with the Ramones, or as Marky Ramone would say, the Ramones. That was Slug. It's a demo track, actually. And really, honestly, the first time we got to hear that song, even though it's a it's a really old demo, it's from their you know first four records, I believe it was either a Rocket to Russia or Road to Ruin outtake. I don't have it in front of me, and I kind of forgot. So forgive me, Craig Cohen. But that was Slug. The first time any of us really got to hear that was on All the Stuff and More Volume 2. There was All the Stuff and More Volume 1 and Volume 2, which came out on CD and cassette back in 1990. After those albums being out of print for so long, All the Stuff Volume 1 is the first two Ramones albums on one thing, along with some bonus tracks. Each release got bonus tracks. And of course, you know, Volume 1, it is Ramones and Leave Home in full, along with bonus tracks. And Volume 2 is Rocket to Russia and Road to Ruin with bonus tracks. And that was from Volume 2 right there. But, man, I gotta say, if you're going on that trip back in time and you gotta take CDs with you because your iPod's gonna look weird if you get in that time machine, take all the stuff and more, Volume 1 and 2, so you don't stick out. Great example of CDs kind of becoming the thing, especially at the dawn of the 90s. Obviously, they existed in the early 80s, but the CD really came to its full power in the 90s, of course. And reissues galore, that's no exception. I'm glad even the Ramones got the CD treatment in 1990, opening up their thing to a whole new wave of fans. I was I was aware of the Ramones even in the 80s. Ramones didn't really happen for me until about 93, 94, something like that. And I definitely, definitely got to give a lot of credit to Ramones Mania as a compilation. One of the best, best ofs ever. Moving on here from one of my favorite bands of all time, the Ramones, to one of my other favorite artists of all time, the artist, Prince. Prince put out the Graffiti Bridge movie and soundtrack in the year 1990. Not one of his finer hours for sure, but if you're a longtime friend of the show and you heard my Prince tribute after the man passed away, first of all, you'll know how big of a fan of Prince I truly am. But you also heard this song, but I'm going to include it here again because it's been a few years. Can't believe it's been like all these years since he left us. But, you know, there is some good stuff that came out of Graffiti Bridge and pretty much the majority of it you'll find on the Graffiti Bridge soundtrack. It's not a full Prince album. So that's why it makes the odds and ends and not the top 70 countdown for the top 70 albums of 1990. I just can't roll that way because it is a various collection. It's mostly Prince. It's got some stuff by the time on it. It's got some George Clinton on there. Even Tevin Campbell is on there as a protege of Prince's. Mavis Staples is on there. I don't think I'm leaving anybody out. I might be. Anyway, it was the debut of the new power generation, like a new chapter in Prince's career. Uh, but we got this really great track that really makes the release worth it, in my opinion. We have come to know this song if you're a hardcore fan and you got that great 1999 box set that came out last year. This song is on there as well because, yeah, this song dates all the way back to the 1999 sessions in 1982. And it also made its debut officially as the opening track to the Graffiti Bridge soundtrack. And this is such a killer standout Prince song. I just had to include it here on the Odds and Ends of 1990 because it is legit. Here is Prince with Can't Stop This Feeling I Got. Dear Dad, things didn't turn out quite like I wanted them to. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to explode. I want to see you down for the cup. Stop. 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 Stop.
some prints there for you with can't stop this feeling i got the opening track from the soundtrack to the movie graffiti bridge definitely an album worth looking into as far as getting a few tracks from it i think most of it is worth it so yeah if you find it out and about in the used bins uh, check it out graffiti bridge all right we are gonna finish off this part two of the odds and ends finishing off the odds and ends from 1990 completely before we get into the top 70 albums of 1990, let's get all heavy and stuff. Because honestly, in the year 1990, 98% of my taste skews hard rock and heavy metal. So I'm just being honest. And I wouldn't be truthful with myself if that wasn't going to be the crux of the countdown as well. But you'll hear a lot of variety as we do on Rock Strikes 10. Because my tastes have changed here and there over the years. But my heart is still true to hard rock and heavy metal for sure. That's the crux of it. But... Like I said, I like to throw in these things like NWA and XTC, you know, just to, you know, it's not variety for the sake of variety. This is just my taste. But yeah, metal was king for me in 1990, for sure. So yeah, we got to do some here. Uh, Here's a band that I probably wouldn't get into until the year after in 1991 because they put out their best album, in my opinion. But in 1990, they did have a live album out, which I heard years later. And it's definitely one of the great heavy live albums of all time. The album is called In Case You Didn't Feel Like Showing Up, which is a great title for a live album, one of the best. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, you're going to have to turn this up to maximum volume to even get close to kind of replicating what it would be like to go see this band live because eardrums bled from miles away, from counties away, and I'm talking about ministry. So here you go. This is Thieves.
There you go. A little easy listening from Ministry right there. Uh, Ministry, definitely at the dawn of the 90s. And of course, you know, those two albums prior to this live album. Turning that corner from being a new wave band into like new wave industrial into hardcore industrial metal. And we loved them for it. A natural progression for a band like this. But that was Thieves from In Case You Didn't Feel Like Showing Up, a live album right there. And a nice best of, basically, you know, they're two early, you know, industrial albums. Uh, so, yeah, I dig it. And I, I dig this era of ministry for sure. If I do a countdown for 1991, definitely look for them on there. I think Psalm 69 came out in 91. That sounds right, at least. Oh, well, we'll see. To be continued, we're going to finish off with one of my favorite songs from the year 1990, even though the original version of this song came out, I believe, in 1970. Yeah, that sounds right, because it is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. That's so weird. Between this performance that I'm going to play for you specifically 
and a cover version of this. 1990 was the year that this became a big song for me. Now, like I said, it was an old song by this point, but there were two moments where I was like, this song friggin' rules. One of them was from Faith No More's The Real Thing album, and The Real Thing will not be on the top 70 of 1990. Why? Because it came out in 1989. Yeah, none of us bought it in 1990. I get it. But I I can't in good consciousness include it in this countdown. Even though I bought it and it was honestly my favorite album that year, it still can't be on the countdown. That's just how I have to be. But yeah, Faith No More is the real thing. The cassette version that I had, and if you bought the CD version, not the vinyl version, because the vinyl version had less songs on it, which sucks. But yeah, they wanted to keep it to one record, I guess. But if you had the real thing on CD or cassette, then you heard the cover version of War Pigs. Uh, if you had the cassette, it was the last song. If you had the CD, it was the second to last song. I know that because I have both of them. Uh, I am a fucking nerd. Uh, but also earlier in the year, in 1990, prior to me even discovering or becoming a Faith No More fan, uh, a friend let me borrow a, his copy of Just Say Ozzy, a live EP of Ozzy Osbourne. And I was already big into Ozzy. My friend Sean George got me into Ozzy when Tribute came out in 1987, and I was a fan ever since. Uh, so yeah, I heard No Rest of the Wicked, and of course, Just Say Ozzy came out in 1990 little representation of his No Rush of the Wicked tour. And this is how I got into the song War Pig. So I feel like it's only fitting that I include it here to represent my personal year for 1990. Finishing up the odds and ends here, I can't think of a better way to pave the road for the countdown you're about to endure than with this song right here from Jesse Ozzy. Here is a killer smoking live version with the No Rest for the Wicked touring lineup of War Pigs. Enjoy.
world stops turning Ashes where the body's burning No more war pigs have the power And no god has struck the hour Day of judgment, God is calling On the knees the war pigs calling for the sea. Satan laughing spreads his wings. Oh Lord, Couldn't have said it better myself, Ozzy. Thank you. We love you all. Good night. Yes, that was War Pigs from Just Say Ozzy. And I'm always going to have a soft spot for that EP because, like I said, that was my introduction to War Pigs. If you don't know who the touring lineup is for the No Rest of the Wicked Band, that was Ozzy officially on vocals, of course. Zach Wilde on guitar in his rookie year. The tour that ruined him forever. The tour that... <laughs> Made him the crazy caveman that we all know and love. Uh, Geezer Butler on bass. Yeah, the original Sabbath bassist and lyricist back to reclaim his song. And the late, great Randy Castillo there on drums. Great lineup right there. One of the best. So I hope you enjoyed that. Gotta love War Pigs, right? Like I said, the first time I heard War Pigs, that version right there. And then the Faith No More version then maybe I heard the Sabbath version, the original version down the road at some point. So there you go. 
Hope you enjoyed these two odds and ends for the year 1990. We are so in it for the long haul here. Coming up on the next seven episodes, which you won't get over the course of seven weeks. We can't do that. That would be freaking dumb. This is a countdown. You got to hear it at least close to one another. So I'm going to try to put these out every day or every other day. The point is this countdown will conclude before Christmas and probably way before because, you know, I got to put out that Christmas episode like at least a week before Christmas. So I don't want to be a total asshole. We got holiday shit to do. So let's get done with 1990 while it's still 30 years. So, yeah, you guys in? I'm in. So I'll see you on these episodes. Once again, cnjradio.com is the big hubbub. You got to go there. You can click and save the episodes. You can save them to your iTunes library like we all still have. If you hear me on any of the other pod catchers, please leave a review. Please put me over. Make me look bitchin'. Share the show on Facebook. Retweet the shit out of it, please. I'm begging you. I have no presence on Apple, which I'm too cool for anymore anyway. So, thank you all once again for tuning in. And stay tuned for more plugs featuring my better half, Nola, and the best damn outro song in all of the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show... Our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Streakle of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. <laughs>